I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The wait is over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football's in effect. The NBA Finals are here. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might go to some of these games, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything from game spreads, totals to teams, player, coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Bird Calls, our podcast regarding all things New Orleans Pelicans. Joining me on this Sunday evening after the Saints have thoroughly thrashed the Tampa Buccaneers are Kevin Berrios, uh, David Fisher, and our editor-in-chief, Mr. Ali Cosell. Gentlemen, um, the Saints kind of waxed um, that ass tonight. I'm going to let Fish go because he was really talking about when I jumped in. Man, it was cathartic, man. It was just beautiful, like from start to finish. It never, I mean, I guess you could say in the second half, it let up a little bit in terms of the fact that the Saints stopped scoring. But the rest of it, it was, oh, I loved it. I wish every football game would be like that. <laughs> yeah, no Kevin, you I'm were just up. happy Lattimore came back in the game, looked to be okay. I think that was the biggest thing. Kevin, you were out enjoying the game. Yeah, it was uh, every every Saints game we get together at my friend's house uh, on the West Bank, and he has uh, like a Diamond Dave uh, soundboard. It's like all the vocal tracks isolated from uh, Running with the Devil, and he has that pumped into a PA, and he plays it along to the game, and it's really ridiculous. He's like super good at it now because he's been doing it for like fifteen years. And you would think that it would get old, but it never does. Um, it's really funny. So that's what I was over there. And I, after the end of the third, um, it was safely away. No more heart attack saints this week. I uh, came home so we could do this. Yeah, I think they won tonight by more than they had won the rest of their games combined this year. It's like insane. And, and, and it's in a place in Tampa where the saints usually don't play 
right? Their best game. Yeah, they always fucking Tampa. It, like it has never who Tampa was, and then with this one, this Tampa that they had hyped up, which I still hadn't didn't believe in myself. And Ross Jackson, I talk about that on my pot, and it was just like I I didn't think that T- Tampa was that great. Maybe the Saints. I don't think the Saints are as good as they look tonight, but it was it was really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Like that would that's the peak, and it's hard to play like that every night. But damn, that's that's fun to watch when you see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the reason we are here, of course, gentlemen, is we promised uh, the folks that we would begin our analysis of potential trades for Drew Holiday. Um, teams that were part would be partners in that. Um, so we're breaking it up into four episodes with two teams each. And tonight we're starting with um, one from the East and one from the West. Ali Cosell will be presenting his trade options for the Miami Heat. I will be presenting uh, mine for the Golden State Warriors. We're each going to be presenting two. One that we feel like is the most optimistic and one that is the most realistic and then as a panel we will discuss them and uh, see what we think so Ali since I am moderating so far I will pass this on to you Um, why don't you give us um, just some background of what you were looking for with the heat um, what you and and then go into your trade scenarios yeah so we've obviously got to talk about the Miami Heat right they're one of I feel like three teams that were obvious going back to even a year ago trade candidates to where they were actually mentioned along with Denver, you know, Tyler hero with the heat being supposedly the trade ship that you were chasing with the drew holiday. And of course with the uh, Denver nuggets, which we'll get to in a future podcast, Michael Porter jr. So, uh, by the way, the third team I'm talking about is also the Brooklyn nets, but we're going to focus on the heat. And, you know, I think you got to start off with basically the honest to goodness truth to where it doesn't seem like Tyler hero, for Drew Holiday and then salary filler is going to do it. Apparently or supposedly that didn't, um, that wasn't enough before the last trade deadline. So after seeing what Tyler Hero did in the bubble and especially during the playoffs to where he took off, I mean, if you don't pay attention to the Los Angeles Lakers series, he really had a heck of a stretch to where he played fantastic ball for a rookie. So, you know, that obviously had to have knocked his value that much higher for the Miami Heat. But here's my gut feeling is that there may be still a chance. I feel like Tyler Hero could be potentially available. And it starts with Pat Riley. This guy puts everything into every season and trying to win it all. You know, he came within two games. So you've got to think they're going to want to run it back and they're going to rely on that culture to basically probably win another fluky type of season that we've got coming up, right? 72 game seasons on supposedly it's what they're going to shoot for starting December 22nd. So it's going to be a quick turnaround from last season. There's likely not going to be fans maybe for the entire season. So like I said, that puts a team like the Miami heat who have that culture and that toughness to be able to play through, you know, all sorts of things to where it gives them a better chance to win in the kind of a weird season. You know, we just saw it. So you don't have to go into any more detail than that about that. So, you know, everybody's talked about Tyler Hero, Kelly Olynyk, Drew Holiday. I mean, that's obvious to like Pelicans fans, but you know what? That's not going to do it for the Heat. I don't think there's even a chance that if, say, we offered the Pelicans, that is, flipped the number 13 overall pick that they have this year, 
for Miami's 20. I don't think that would even be enough. So you really have to wonder just how much Pat Riley really values Drew Hardy. That's what I think it comes down to. If Drew commits, say, either um, that player option or he agrees to an extension with the Miami Heat, you got to think the Miami Heat would be that much more willing to make this deal, right? Furthermore, the Heat don't necessarily need to rely on, like, uh, young talent through the draft. Even though Tyler Hero may be a star, you look at what they've done with Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, right? Undrafted guys. So they seemingly have such a great um, both killer scouting department and the player development. So, you know, when you've got Butler and you've got Bam Adebayo and they really want to go for it again, so, of course, they want Goran Dragic back. You just want to add to that pie so that you can win next year. So I don't know. I, I want to see what you guys feel, but that would be my initial proposal is you do Hero, Endo uh, Linux, and Miami's 20 for Drew Holiday in the 13th pick. I think you can make things interesting. I'd be curious if Griff would be willing to pop, part with Josh Hart. You know, I don't want to. I hate bringing it up, guys, but you got to think he, he's a Miami type of guy, and maybe that would push it over the edge. Therefore, the question becomes how much should we value Tyler Hero? So I'll pass it on to whoever wants to talk okay. about what I've said so far. Okay. Okay. So, Kevin, I would like you to be David Griffin in this situation. Is this deal, are you feeling like you've won that deal? Do you feel like um, you're not getting enough back in this deal? Do you feel like, what's your thought if you're David Griffin? Um. I know how I feel if I'm Pat Riley. If I'm David Griffin, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I mean, I really like Tyler Hero. I don't know about having to move back in the draft, and I definitely don't know about – I think if I have to include Josh Hart, it's definitely off. I think that's like – not only because – I mean, like I said, I really like Tyler Tyler Hero, and moving down in this draft isn't necessarily a terrible thing. You still have that pick. But – I just feel like I could get something else better than this for Drew Holiday um, without having to sacrifice Josh Hart or moving down seven spots in the draft just to get Tyler Hero, who I do think is a fine player. But I think there's other players out there that I could get that would give me at least 90% of what Tyler Hero does, plus I get more stuff and I'm not giving away anything else outside of drew holiday so kevin I, I kevin kind of, hold on. Okay. I, just real quick i want to ask you your value on tyler hero because that's what it boils down to what do you think is the best player the pelicans could possibly get for drew holiday just a single player not a combination i think okay. it's tyler hero i think tyler hero is probably the top player um lavert is right there and i think kevin herter is right there too um and but the difference with those other two is no, that I'm also going to uh, we got let's stay with stay let's not compare to other teams at this point. Like we're just talking about what's on your roster from that roster. Okay, I think it's important to set up the valuation on Hero though, right? Because I think we should no, all I be different. I think, right? best, I think he is the best player that you're going to get. Um, it, it, you well, know, one on one play, one player for player. Um, like, but I think the total package isn't going to be what you could get from another team. Um, yeah, David, the reason this is important is because how much do you sweeten the pot if you're Griffin's what I'm getting at? That's why I But I'm saying that's going to change from each person. 
And right, I'm saying, but I think we need to talk about this, that. How high, well, are, how high of a price are you guys willing to pay? I'm saying the back, it, it, we have, we're talking about these deals as if this is the, the deal, that right. this is what you're discussing Miami to New Orleans, not in relation to what other deals are. We're, yeah. this, that's the focus, is to stay on this deal. So just this deal, if this is the deal that you have on the table, the only one in the league, you have this one. How are you evaluating this deal? Well, what I, can I say what I would do if I was Pat Riley real quick? I'll make it fast. Okay. I would not make this trade at all. Like, I would hang on to Hero, and I disagree with Ali on the aspect of Holiday agreeing to pick up his contract or extending would make him more attractive because then you're eating into cap space that you can use to sign Giannis next year. They're well, not getting so, Giannis. Well, but you want to keep that option open, and what they can do is – trade a first round pick for um uh why am i losing track of his name uh the the, the pacers player oh oladipo uh, they don't they, want him they're not interested in him you get what 80 percent of drew's defense and he expires so and you only give up a first round pick and you still have your Giannis uh cap please that's what i would do if i was in if i really wanted to add another wing defender um but I wouldn't break up Hero Robinson and all those other, that team that you have now. I just think it's too good of a, a situation. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think I, agree. I, I see that. Yeah, I agree. I too. absolutely agree with Kevin because why would you get something that's almost redundant in Drew Holiday pairing him next to Jimmy Butler? Two guys who are guys who have to ball have to have the ball in their hands and who don't shoot the three particularly well and neither one of them are dominant scorers. Goran Dragic led Miami through three rounds. Jimmy Butler had some incredible games in the finals. But to, on a night-to-night basis, if you give up Hero and his ability to not only score as a shooter but as a creator, they put the ball in his hands, I think that's versatility that you're not getting if you get Drew Holiday because we already know his best is being off and not having to be the, to carry that point guard load. Dragic is coming off a major injury and is 36. Like, I, I, I think they have to have a better guard than Drew right. Holiday if they're giving up Tyler Harrow. Mm, I don't know. If I'm Pat Riley, I think Drew Holiday satisfies me. There's, it's just no. I don't think he can play. He can't play the point. No, no. I'm just talking about not Drew a good Holiday. I, I can see Pat Riley putting Drew Holiday at the top of his wish list. I just don't see it. For this summer. I'm not saying F- he can Fish. give up Hero, David. I'm not arguing that point. I, I, I'm curious to see what Fish has Fish. to say, though. Yeah. I was – honestly, when Ollie was talking about in order to get Tyler Hero, not only do you have to give up Drew Holiday, but you have to trade back in the draft. I think that what we're talking about now is an obscene amount of recency bias to, oh, we saw him play really well against – you know the very mediocre Lakers backcourt very recently, and so he was tired. <laughs> I mean, he I mean, carried I'm him just, against I, the Celtics, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I, I looked at I, Hero did he played really well in the bubble, but the bubble isn't going to be basketball going forward, and I think. A lot of what everything is happening right now is people are extremely overvaluing the bubble um, and the bubble performances because it's the only basketball that we can remember 
really. I mean, because Tyler Hero wasn't lighting it up before he got into the bubble. He really wasn't lighting it up at all until really they got rolling in the playoffs. And just like, hey, we drafted some guy because he had a really hot March, um, March Madness usually blows up in the team's face. Um, I don't value Hero that highly. That's, now, that's, not, to you. Say, that's not to say that What's, I don't what's his, yeah, what's his ceiling for you, David? All-star or no? No, I mean, I, I believe that he could be an all-star. I mean, he's 20 years old, and he has some good performances under his belt. But he's also a little undersized as a shooting guard. He's not really a point guard. Um, and so far, we believe that he's a great defender, but also he's been surrounded by probably – in inside the best franchise to teach somebody how to be a young defender and to do so quickly. So it's like a nature versus nurture kind of thing. Do hero would be one of the top guys on my list. If you look around the league in terms of what's the best one thing that you can get for Drew holiday. But the idea that in order to get drew hot in order to get Tyler hero from the Miami heat, you have to trade back in the draft and give them Drew Holiday. And pretty much you're just going to get Tyler Hero one thing and, you know, some amount of salary ballast. I would do it. I he, just wouldn't include Josh. No, Hart. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yeah. I agree I'm with it. I don't have to trade back in addition I just, to. I just want to say Kevin. Uh, yeah, Hero is six five, so I wouldn't say he was undersized as a two. Yeah, he's gonna get bigger, stronger, and you like his. And tough. he's longer. His arms yeah. are long. He has he has a wingspan, and he's athletic. He's not, yeah. you know, he, he is athletic. I would say his ceiling at this point, like like what's Drew's Drew's already hit his ceiling. Oh yeah, <laughs> and 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 then. It's, and I I just think the skill redundancy thing. I think that's what you have to look at if you're in Miami is. I know one thing that Hero will do is shoot the three. I know he'll do that. And don't you like how he give me that? But here's another thing: don't you like how he may fit next to Ingram and Zion if Zion improves? But I'm saying that's fine for New Orleans. But if I'm Miami, I'm not giving up that shooter who can also put it on the floor. And my defense is not going to be appreciably better by adding Drew Holiday. Sure, like the value for that—that's why taking on that salary. And even if, Josh if Hart, I'm, salary, saying, I'm really trying but to I'm still taking in that salary. I don't want to take in Drew's twenty six million this season when I got Tyler Hero for you know seven. David, you wouldn't be interested if you're Pat Riley in Drew Holiday, the pick swap, and Josh Hart. I'm just saying that's an overpay for the Pelicans. But yeah. that's and the going price for a guy that would go like probably number one in this draft if he was in it. That's an overpay for the Pelicans. Why would you give up that much? Because you can. clearly they've already targeted somebody. Drew Holiday to me. If they want to move up in this draft, they clearly want something higher than what's going to be available at 20. Right. Because if you're getting at 20, if you're the Pelicans, then shit. I mean, you're getting another player that's not contributing this year. And they can't (laughs) afford to have people who don't contribute. So I don't see why that. It's a long game move, David. It's it's a long game move is the way I'm looking at it. They have a long game. They've got to well, make I'm saying, the season. Yeah. Hey, guys, I had one other deal I wanted to bounce off you guys that doesn't include Hero. It's a sign-and-trade with Crowder, Duncan Robinson, and Nunn. Would you do it for Drew Holiday? 
and what Anybody? else? If I get that, I need pick, a pick. I would consider it more yeah, because pick. you know they want to move up in the draft. So at least if they can combine thirteen and twenty, they can maybe move up to eight or ten. You know, mm-hmm. um, you got to get the pick. You but, have to have the pick. I mean, instead of the pick, you're getting Duncan Robinson, though. You don't. You guys don't like yeah, him that much. Got to have the pick. He's expiring, and he's he's a one trick kind of guy in a sense. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a little yeah. he's better than that, but he's not like gonna totally change everything about your team. You know, he's not gonna. No, I'm not trading the number want... thirteen pick. By the way, Pelicans still have the thirteen. Somebody's pick. gonna overpay right. Duncan okay. Robinson. So you want another got... pick? Is what you're saying? Or moving up? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because somebody's going to offer Duncan Robinson a crazy amount of money because he's a shooter. Sure. And if you're the Pelicans, you don't want to have to pay that if you are keeping, you know, you're keeping <laughs> I wrote Josh that Hart. down, Grub. I know, I wrote that down. You want to splurge on a one-dimensional kind of guy when you haven't even gotten in the playoffs yet with his core. Yeah. But, Fish, what do you think about that? Crowder, Robinson, and Nunn for Holiday. Would you do it or consider it? I would consider it. I mean, you, you still – Duncan Robinson's coming with um, restricted rights when he does hit free agency in 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have that. None also a restricted free agent in 2021. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I need the 20th pick with that as well. And oh, then really, okay. I mean – and like the number that you have to sign and trade – I don't think the dollars work at that point on Miami's end. If you're signing and trading Jake Crowder, you'd, right. you'd probably need to be doing a sign and trade either for Myers Leonard or embrace yourselves for this gentleman, Solomon Hill. There's somebody <laughs> yeah. that you can give enough of a raise to. Yeah, I'm curious what kind of a raise Crowder would need to make properly. that deal. Yeah, that's well, true. you can get Earl um, in there. That's 12 million if he picks up the option. That helps. You know? Yeah, but are they going to give up Olenek, who's a shooting big? You know, and that has really dude wasn't done. even in a playoff rotation, really. David yeah, were and, healthy, I mean, and if you're I getting Drew would. Holiday, I mean, you're getting Drew Holiday for Duncan Robinson and Kelly Olenek. I, I well, if they're sad really about, good. yeah, and if they're sad about uh, him leaving, you can give him Melly, right? <laughs> right, put Melly back in there. That's right. Well, that's but, about all I, mean, I have from there. I mean, if anybody else has got another deal, you guys I think would say I wouldn't be excited about, about that deal. Do you think either team – all right, I, let's go around like this. So, Kevin, which I, team – do you okay. think either team makes this deal? No, I don't see – like, because I don't see Miami giving up Hero. They, they would be stupid to do that, and I don't see anything else that they have that – that makes sense for the Pelicans uh, for giving up Drew when there's other options. And like I said, I feel like Miami should, if they really want somebody like Drew, just get um, budget Drew and Oladipo, you know, for a year with a, for just the pick um, and ride that out, you know, so it make that makes more sense to me for them. Fish, same. Uh, the same answer. I, it, it's an issue where the, the heat lack the proper kind of assets right now unless they put hero on the table i don't expect them to put hero on the table and then once you take my once you take tyler hero off the menu for the pelicans you're looking at what else there is to offer and you're like nah i'm going someplace else so i i don't see i don't see how they can come to an agreement because especially not to talk about other teams like specifically but when you know that there's a market of eight to 10 teams, a lot of teams calling about Drew Holiday, 
Miami, the the gap that that like space between their good offer and then their next step down offer is massive because you're taking Tyler Tyler Hero off the table when you go from their you know the best offer that they can toss out into you know all of their Plan B and Plan C options. Okay, so I think we're we're all saying that it's highly unlikely that the Pelicans and Heat make a deal. It is interesting, though, that he's been in the rumors for me. And you know Griff's not the one leaking it. So for over a year, Hero, right, for maybe Holiday. And the fact that Ira Winderman, uh, what is it? I, yeah, Winderman, longtime beat reporter for the Heat. He, he he thinks the Heat would do a deal like that because they're in championship contender mode. He wrote something so, about Ali, what would you say probability in your mind? What would you say? Oh, so, I think 60%, that. 60%? No, to even what? approach 50%, you got to include what I said, probably even, and, and that includes Josh Hart. Right. And of course, then does Griff want to give up that much? So, yeah, I, th- I don't think this is an optimal trade partner. Top three for the Pelicans in terms of getting a deal done for holiday. So I agree with the other guys. Yeah. Kevin and the fish. All right. So we move on now to the Golden State Warriors. And I will say this before I make my presentation. I was surprised at how much more interested I was in making this deal than I thought I would be. Um. So my most likely deal is Drew Holiday for Andrew Wiggins straight up. That's the salary's already fit. Um, you know, you, nobody has to do anything extra. That would be just no muss, no fuss. For Golden State, you know, they get this, they, it's a win now move in their advantage um, as they take this last run with Draymond Green, who's 30, Steph Curry, who's, you know, certainly um, at, at peak or just past peak uh, and Clay Thompson coming off of uh, the ACL. So you get financial flexibility also with Drew. If it doesn't work, you know, this season, or if they feel like they don't want to go long-term, they, they have, you know, they both can kind of move on in two years, one way or another. And um, for Drew, it's not home, you know, exactly, but it's still California. So, you know, there's upside there on that side, but Higgins, his contract, again, is not that long. It's only two more seasons. Um, financial commitment is basically what you, you know, in the same area if you did have to extend Drew for another year. So it's not like the Pelicans are losing out financially on the deal. Um, you get linked at 6'7 with him with the wingspan. So you could have Lonzo 6'6", Wiggins 6'7", Ingram 6'9". And that's all you need that length with Zion in that in the front court, and especially if you're going to play with a smaller front court at times, if you don't retain a Derek Favors. So you look at, at his age, he's coming off a season where he had a career high PER, his second highest true shooting percentage. Um, his it was higher than Drew's last year. He's a better rebounder, fewer turnovers, even with higher usage. Um, you know, he's durable. He's played just about every game he's been available for since he started his career. He's been shooting 34% from three the last four seasons, 56% on corner threes last year, 66% at the rim, 5.4 free throw attempts per 36 in his career. Um, um, and that's the same for on his per game. So he's consistent in that regard. Drew's only had one season in his whole career where he reached four. Um, so defensively, his steal and block rates jumped in the period of time that he was with Golden State. 
So maybe being in Minnesota and getting out of Minnesota, getting to a better defensive structure, there's still that upside. That was what people thought he would lean on when he came out of Kansas. So maybe that's still there. Um, 35% on catch and shoot threes last year on 3.6 attempts per game. Um, so I think you could, if, if the optimum would be, of course, to give, get the two from Golden State as well. Um, but I think I could live with, if that was the best of the deals available, I could live with the Drew Holiday for um, Andrew Wiggins straight up deal. Um, Ali, I'll let you go first on this. Um, I, I don't want Wiggins at all. And especially if there's no pick coming back, you know, it's a non-starter for me. So they got to at least throw in the number two. I don't know. Andrew Wiggins, he's been in the league long enough. I know he's only 25, but look, I mean, Jimmy Butler couldn't wait to get away from the guy. And I was not impressed with what I saw when I watched him play with the Warriors. You know, I still thought he had motivation problems. He still doesn't have the read like he should defensively, offensively. You know, he still takes bad shots, subs for long twos. I mean, I still think he needs a lot of work. Like I said, considering how long he's been in the league, you just don't have much hope for guys like that anymore. So I feel like you're bringing him, or if you're taking him for Drew, you better get at least a number two pick or the Memphis pick. But it's better; it should be the number two because I, I think the. I mean, if the Pelicans are talking about wanting to move up in the draft, and both Fish and I like a couple guys at the top of the draft. I know Hayes. I mean, if, if you like any one of them, I don't know who they would like, but like Prince, I know Fish really likes. Hayes, and uh, I, I'm a fan of O'Connell. I think if you're the Pelicans and you don't think that Zion Williamson can turn into Draymond Green, you need to find a defender that's going to defend the rim. And I'm really, you know, I really like O'Connell. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But would I do a deal then? I, I think I would, you know. I would accept to an eat Wiggins salary if I could get the number two. As long I'm as, saying like it's said, not a long-term. Really yeah, that? I'm saying it's not a long-term deal. So getting a two for short short term with Wiggins, even if you have to flip him at the trade, you know, deadline this year, I think that's still, to me, it's a deal that if that's the deal that's available, that if everybody else isn't out there and somebody says you get a six, seven Andrew Wiggins, who I'm not counting on to be my star and I could teach him how to play defense. He shoots the ball fairly well from distance, gets to the line better than we think he is. And that's important for a Stan Van Gundy offense. Then I'm saying, give me that too. Yeah, I make it immediately. I think if realistically, it probably ends up having to be a straight up deal. But that's my thought. Um, Fish, you got it. Um, so a couple things. One, um, I am also high on the potential of Andrew Wiggins in New Orleans. I don't take a whole lot from anything that happened after Andrew Wiggins arrived in Golden State because he came onto a team that was absolutely garbage and they, he was, he was like the only NBA player that was actually logging minutes at that point. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's not much to take from what he's done there. He's been a mediocre shooter, but he's been borderline decent um, from the free throw line. And so you ask yourself, well, if Fred Vincent, who recently announced he's going to be back on the staff is this magical shot doctor. If he can get Andrew Wiggins to sufficient competence behind the arc as well, um, then you're looking at, I mean, Andrew Wiggins still has fantastic tools. Like you mentioned, he's been exceptionally healthy throughout his career. Um, 
very athletic, has long arms. I see that. From my perspective, um, if I'm negotiating this trade as the Pelicans against the Warriors, part of this is um, by trading um, Drew Holiday for Andrew Wiggins, you're cutting probably somewhere between three and four million dollars off of the Warriors' salary, and then right. you apply the salary, uh, the luxury tax implications, and they might be saving them somewhere between fifteen and twenty million dollars. The owners um, and that 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Look, there's no need to be coy about it. You deserve to smell fresh and look great in all the right places. And Manscaped is here to help. They've got the Lawnmower 3.0, a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost. The ceramic blade and skin safe technology is designed to reduce nicks and tugs on your fellows down low. It's waterproof, comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They've got the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, which is the perfect add-on. It's a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. You can pluck eyebrows or trim nails in style. There's also the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. There's the Crop Reviver. It's a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if you... <laughs> we won't judge if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. The wait is over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football's in effect. The NBA Finals are here. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might go to some of these games, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything. From game spreads, totals, to teams, player, coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That price needs to be paid because the Pelicans are still trading the better basketball player right now. Um, in Drew Holiday, especially because honestly, Drew Holiday is a superb fit for the Golden State Warriors. That's and what I'm saying. At, as a very petty New Orleans Pelicans fan, the idea of bolstering a potential title contender for the defending bubble champion Asterix, um, Los Angeles Lakers, also gives me great joy. Um, and I can't take that out of the possible calculations here, but you're saving them on the tax bill. You're giving them a better player that fits better right now yep. um, for the Warriors. So um, maybe not the second pick straight up, but um, we need the second pick and we'll tr and you're essentially trading back to 13. And we have all of these second round picks that we're not using. Or we don't have a spot for so do you want one of those this year? Which, honestly, the Warriors should want something like that because they need to find a way to fill out the roster on their yep. end. So um, that that is something that you can you can chip in there that's lucrative. So something like, um, and I I don't remember precisely which 
which picks the Pelicans have in the second round. I'm looking that up right now. 39, 43, 60. Yeah, so if you're saying, how about uh, Drew Holiday, 13, 39 for Andrew Wiggins and two? I love that deal. Yeah, and then do, do you have to make the pick at two? Or do you do the same thing that David Griffin did? And this is not to discuss what he would do with it, but David Griffin, one of the things he got with the Lakers trade was the four pick, which he turned into eight, 17, and 35. Now, can he take that two pick and some team is chomping at the bit because they want James Wiseman or something like that at two and you trade back and you get like a Luka Doncic deal or something like that where you get a team that trades up to get two and you get, you know, their, you know, whatever, some some pick between three and ten or ish and then another future pick. Which is, I mean, that's that. And you that get was the player the you thing. want for less money than you wanted to pay for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and the yeah, thing well. is, is that also the the cap implications of the fact the Warriors trading back from two to thirteen also saves them on the on the luxury tax. Yeah, exactly. and, and I think the Warriors would use the, that thirteen to go get a vet. They yeah. would give up that thirteen in a minute to go get another veteran to help them make a run because they don't want a ton of young players either. They yeah, have like, a crap load of them. If I'm the Warriors, I'm looking at this that situation. So I have two in Wiggins. And for two in Wiggins, I can get Drew Holiday. And then I'm going to have the 13th pick and then a early second round pick. And this draft is lacking at the top, but deep is how people have described it um, a, a, a lot. So, and then you say, well, what if we take that 13 pick? and then the Iguodala trade exception, and then we get another guy in here because we want to win championships. We want to win them right now. Um, that's, that's the kind of deal that works for both sides. But going back to what you were discussing on Andrew Wiggins, I feel like Andrew Wiggins has great fit beside um, Ingram and Zion defensively. Because really? I think he can, yeah. yeah. Because I think I think there is. I don't like there, it. <laughs> there, there's there's definite. I mean, the the tools are there, and sure. like you said, the block rate and the and the steals rate and stuff like that. Is he a little bit of a space cadet sometimes? Yes, but with great athleticism and great physical tools, you can make up for that. And he has. The thing is, is that you still need to think of him as a reclamation project in the fact that he hasn't been in a good franchise, in a good situation for very long. Yes, he's been with the Warriors, which has been, you know, one of the pinnacles of the NBA for a long time. But that Warriors team wasn't the Warriors team that he was was on. Klay Thompson wasn't suiting up. Steph Curry wasn't suiting up. Did we lose him? I don't know. I think so. We'll see if we get him back. Um, no, but we'll hey, see if we get him Kevin, back. Yeah, but Kevin. I just let me let me y'all turn it to Kevin. The one other thing that I just wanted to, because I think Fish was getting to this as his point was, what you him not playing small forward now at the shooting guard position, I think is a much better position for him defensively than having to play the three. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm not. 
I'm not big on Wiggins, like not as big on Wiggins as oh, you guys. Oh, thank God. But, <laughs> um, I did come up with some ideas for this that I think could possibly work. Um, I, it, basically, I made two three-team trades. Um, one of them I have two versions of. If, and so the first one is, I'll give you the one that more picks. So uh, Drew goes to the Warriors with uh, the Washington second round pick and the Bucks second round pick and the number 13 pick. Uh, all right. And then we get the number two. And then Andrew Wiggins goes to the Kings and Buddy Heald comes to the Pelicans. And then we also give the Kings our second round pick and a protected future first round pick. I don't like that deal because I think you're getting JJ Reddick back. You're getting another six four shooting guard that doesn't handle the ball and they also doesn't defend. I mean, like I just to me, like the whole point to me is to get either a great wing defender, a post a post player, or a point guard. What was your other one, Kev? Okay, so then the same ver- that that's then I have the same trade, but instead of giving the thirteenth pick to the Warriors, we can keep that and we give them Jackson Hayes instead. You know, gives them a young, big center that they're that they kind of need, and he might work in that system with better defenders around him and a different mentality around him. Um, and that way we can still pick two and 13 or trade two back, you know, and get something else, you know, like one of the things I was thinking about is there's been a lot of talk about Charlotte trying to trade up to two. So if you can move back to three and possibly pick up either miles bridges or PJ Washington from them on the move, you know, you get that, that big man, that cleaner also. Um, but then the other third, uh, third team trade I came up with was with the bulls. So holiday, Hayes and two seconds go to the Warriors. Wiggins and 13 go to the Bulls, and the Pelicans end up with Otto Porter, Laurie Markinen, and number two. Guys? Fish, you back? Yeah, I'm just back, but I caught the end of that, and I didn't quite – um, because you were talking about the Bulls. Are you routing two to the Bulls and then four to the Pelicans? No. Uh, so Wiggins Wiggins, and 13 go to the Bulls. Holiday, Hayes, um, the two seconds go to the Warriors, and the Pelicans end up with Otto Porter Jr., Laurie Markkinen, and number two. Oof. I feel like we're getting back too much. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean that that's kind of like if you flip it and you say we're sending the Warriors holiday and they're sending the two to the Bulls and then the Bulls are sending us four. So essentially the Bulls are getting Wiggins, but yeah. they're also moving up from four to two. Yeah. Um moving Otto Porter. I feel like the the value is closer there and I mean you have Mark Cannon which I I love. Um, I think Mark Cannon is a superb fit beside Drew. I mean, he's a far, he, he's, a, he's a great rebounder. He really is. He rebounds outside of his position very well. Um, but when you analyze his rebound numbers, a lot of that's the fact that he plays power forward and they always put a center beside him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you need to take that into consideration in terms of where he is positionally and who he's beside positionally. Um <clears throat> And the Bulls are one of my favorite 
third party matching teams. I just, I don't, I mean, I can kind of see that because I mean, I mean they get 13, you're, talk, so you're talking about 13, you know, a fourth, I mean, they come away with, I mean, you're, it, as long as you're talking up, you know, Wiggins, um, and, and so they get Wiggins who, I mean, we can discuss how, how well he fits. Does he fit with Zach Levine? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they, if you want to have those two guys together, mm-hmm. that feels, and they played together already. Yeah. They played together in Minnesota and that didn't work. So I don't think mm-hmm. you want to redo that with Levine playing the way he is right now. But I, I guess like, especially when you're the, the new nuggets, um, the new, I mean, the new bulls GM who's come over from the nuggets and you look at the kind of players that they have tried to acquire. Um, when he was there with the nuggets, they really valued skill and, I, I think that I, I don't think that Wiggins fits that mold of what he would chase. Um, but at the same time, he's probably looking at it as I'm getting to trade up in the draft, essentially for Mark but Cannon. Um, and and then it's Otto Porter, Otto Porter out, and Wiggins in. I mean, are the Bulls? Better cap space to chase somebody in free agency. That but are they better? I don't. You know, what I'm I don't like think you they're a- better. But if if his for if his front office is zeroed in on somebody and says that's the guy, and we don't know he's going to be there at four, but he can be there at two, and you hit on that trade up, then you look like a genius. So I, I mean, I guess that's that's the biggest thing is, is that has he. But if you you think Chicago would value anybody in the top four that much, like in this draft, you think there's a player in there that they would value that much? Well, I mean, anything to to move up two spots to give up Mark Cannon to go to two spots, but they also get 13. I think you're all forgetting that part of it in this draft, yeah. I mean, so that. Like I would want something. I I'd want if I'm the Bulls, I want flexibility for another year's pick. Like I mean, it's 13 you know, this year doesn't make me feel great right. if yeah, I'm the Bulls the next year. That's fine. No, I I see what you're saying, and a lot of that is just the fact of the fit of Levine and and Wiggins. Well, um, and I, them, I get that. You know what I mean, you're having this. That's the thing is that you're you're looking at a whole a new front office. Is my thoughts. So getting yeah more first round picks and get being able to get the guys that you want and having more flexibility to move guys out that you don't want because you have extra picks, I would think would be something that's attractive to them. Well, I'm saying that's why they'd want to pick in a different year. I wouldn't take two picks in this draft. Yeah. Like there's no well, way I'd take two fine. picks and you'd have to give me a, like, I don't know how they, uh, I mean, like they'd want a good, like some kind of flexibility with that other one. So that it's yeah. not too low. Yeah, no, I, I get overlook that. that they like, also they hired Donovan. Pocket. Don't forget that they just. I just want to mention that they just hired Donovan, right? And he left yeah. OKC because he wasn't interested in any kind of rebuild. So I think Chicago is going to want to win sooner rather than later, even if it means making kind of you know, ba- not not bad trades, but you know what, 
just, just trying to start winning now a little bit sooner than they should. But that wouldn't, I don't like, like, I don't what I'm that saying is that kills better the, now. The go grabbing a bunch of picks route to me. I think they would rather keep marketing, but that's just me. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But listen, I just wanted to say with Wiggins, though, I mean, I heard everything you guys said, but one thing we got to mention, he played for three years under Tom Thibodeau, a year and a half, right, with Jimmy Butler. And this guy's motor seemingly has not improved, or it, at least when he was with them up there, you know, people always talked about it, it was still kind of an issue. And then just listen how David Griffin has talked. I feel like there's a lot, I, I don't know, I feel like there should be more hesitancy in a deal, just one on, you know, just with Golden State I'm talking about. Drew for Wiggins plus the two. Because when I listen to Zach Lowe, he kind of, you know, he brought up the same trade and he mentioned that I just don't know how Wiggins would fit. And he brought up kind of, you know, the, the more of his negatives and the positives that we've been talking about. So I don't know. I, I'm not too too much for this trade, getting excited about it, especially his fit alongside B.I. and Zion. But like I said, that's just my opinion. I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody would say this is the number one deal. I don't think not any of us would say, I wouldn't say that. And I'm say I'm just saying I like it more than I thought I would, and that if yeah. it were the only deal on the table, mm-hmm. I could live with myself making it. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Pels, I would if feel, the Pels have circled somebody, they think it's sorry. Yeah, I think it's a smart. You know move. what I'm saying? Like if, if that's who they've already decided but, that they want somebody that high, and I and what I get for that is still a, is two only two years of Andrew Wiggins. So I, think I get to three. make my decision. David, I think it's three. I think he's got three more years, guys. Yeah, he does. He has three. It's, yeah, I looked this it up. And two more. Excuse okay. me. Yeah, this and two more. Excuse me. But still, that that would take you just one year past what Drew would do if he picked up his option. Yeah, for me, so I, it's, you could I, still I, move him. Well, and you gotta, this is something I mean, you guys Drew makes it perfect. I, this is where I want to jump in on that is that um, you guys had discussed the fact that having that big Wigan salary, which is an expiring contract, the year before. Um, Zion's extension would kick in. I feel like that is a valuable chip that you would want to have in your holster because if a star player, a star level level player comes available at that point, it makes it a lot easier for the Pelicans to make a big trade for, you know, a legitimate third star at that point because they have the Wiggins expiring contract and then, you know, other the their own firsts and i think mm. they'd at least have one lakers first yep. um and and like when we're talking about how would who would we trade drew holiday to etc a lot of it's who has easy matching salary and stuff like that well mm-hmm. the wiggins expiring contract the year before zion's extension comes in which is, should be the time where the pelicans are not approaching their final form, but should be going from we can be patient to it's time to win that, that trade chip in terms of a big expiring contract that they can use to make a move for a star that's going to come available and wants to play with Zion and Ingram has real value. Um, And in the meantime, in the, you know, in the two seasons in the interim, you get to see if you can build Wiggins value um, and you have a healthy body that plays on the wing that, I mean, if that, that would just be wonderful, just a healthy body that isn't a 
tremendous negative who you can play on the on the wing. And I mean, Wiggins is going to give you 18 to 22 points a game. He's going to find a way to score. Um, and if you can just get him to commit to defense, hey, I mean, that's when when I'm looking at Wiggins, I feel like he has far more defensive potential than Brandon Ingram does in terms of guarding big wings. This team still can't guard big wings. I don't see anybody on this roster that can guard big wings. Um, and Wiggins goes a long way to solving that question. I agree with you, not you, a, think Wiggins, you guys think Wiggins would honestly accept the number three role on offense? I don't. Yes. You because do. what was he going to have in Golden State? He was going to be the third option in Golden State. But if he's winning championships, it's one thing, one thing, but I'm not sure if he would do it here on a young team. He's got a chance just to me. make his name. He's got a chance to make his name. In Golden State, he was going to still – it was still – nobody would be talking about him. But if he becomes the third guy as the Pelicans rise up over the next two years, if that's his ceiling and he's still a 19, you know, yeah, like you said, 1920, Kevin, what do you think? Um, I mean, I'm not a Wiggins guy. I really don't like him. But if I'm getting the second pick, I look at that as a bonus, especially if I don't have to give up the 13. Like if I can give them Jackson Hayes instead and keep the 13 or, you know, something else, a future first or whatever. Um that lottery protected because hopefully the Pelicans are not in the lottery again for the next few years. Um, but the second pick is very interesting because, you know, you could get that guy that they want, you know, you could get the guy that you want, or you could trade back in the first, you know, eight to 10 spots. If there's like a couple of guys that you like and pick up another asset. Um, you know, like I said, that, that a lot of people are talking about a trade up from the Hornets to, to the second pick so they could get Wiseman. Um, and then possibly you could get like a Bridges or or um, PJ Washington from them, and that fills a hole for you. Plus, you can probably still get the guy that you were targeting, or at least guy one B that you were targeting by moving up. So I think it's all about getting the second pick. And I understand the reasons why you guys like Wiggins. I'm just not high on him as a player because I feel like Ali, like I've seen him just play with no motor, and I don't really trust his shooting that the way you do. Um, and I look, if his shooting doesn't pan out, you look at that starting lineup where you're going to have, uh, you know, a, a center that's not a stretch. You're going to have Zion, who's not really an outside shooter. Then you're going to have Wiggins, who I don't really trust his outside shooting. Mm -hmm. um, and then is Lonzo's shooting that we saw last year a flash in the pan or not? We're still not 100% sure on that. And that's just like no spacing. Um, so I worry about that. And I know he physically projects to be a good defender, but I haven't really seen it. Um, so that, that makes me worried as well. Um, I do agree with, with Fish about, you know, having that big expiring as Zion's about to become paid. Um, you can make that, that move to really uh, get into position with some of the other assets you have. But just looking at the player, I don't, I don't like him. So I definitely have to get that second, whether it's get a pick swap or if I could keep the 13, that's great. Cause then I could fill another hole, but um, yeah, it's all about getting the second pick for me. Yeah. I think the two is the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Um, but yeah, I like, I, I will say um, again, it's not my number one trade, but I like it more than I thought I would. And it lines up in some ways that I think are cool. Um, any last thoughts on either one of these or um, just, you know, Ollie, you want to wrap on anything? 
Well, there was one thing I was going to mention, and I'm glad Fish mentioned it earlier, is the Warriors are going to pay the tax no matter what looks like next season, whether they get off Wiggins or not. And I'm thinking if they actually want to actually go as far as they, you know, they don't care about paying whatever tax could be, then what could be interesting is say they keep Wiggins, but then they use their $17.2 million trade exception they got from uh, dealing Andre Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies, grab a player to fill that slot, and then you trade that player you get, combine it with Looney, and then Holiday goes to them. We get whoever that is, like whether it's James Johnson on his expiring deal or whoever, right? They can grab to fill that exception. So suddenly we've got two expirings, right? Or, I, yeah, I think Looney's expiring. So you get Looney and whoever else expiring with the number two. I think that's way more inviting than getting even Wiggins. But see, this- oh, yeah, I just want to. I see what you're going with it, but since we have, since the NBA has the calendar laid out like it, like it is, the possibility of making a trade to then later aggregate and make a trade because of how many days need to occur, yeah, between trades and stuff like that, it's that's that's not realistic, and also the fact that, I mean training camp's going to start two weeks after the draft. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I see where you're going with that and it would be, it would be a fun thing to think about if we had a regular off season, but we don't. Yeah. I I see your point. Here's another one. I I was kind of just tossing around because they need to fill out roster, right? I wrote down as crazy. Drew Melly Hart and number 13 for Wiggins Looney, number two in minis 2021. Any chance? (laughs) Wait, you got to go over that slower. Okay. Yeah, so going out from New Orleans is Drew Holiday, Melly, Josh Hart, and the 13th pick in this draft, four, Wiggins, Looney, the number two, and Minnie's 2021. That's one through three protected. Any chance? I wrote that. Like I said, that's crazy stuff. Yeah, no, that, no, no. Ali, I, I, we're going to have to have an intervention if Kevin, you try to trade Josh Kevin. Hart one more time on this podcast. Kevin. I wrote down crazy. No, that's just my like total rebuild idea. Kevin. You know, you've got to explore every single just, option. Tell him something. No way, man. Not not uh, Hart for uh, for that. No. Are you oh, saying Golden State wouldn't do it? I don't think. Uh, but why would the Pelicans? I mean, the Pelicans oh, wouldn't do it. I'm saying I think no. Golden State wouldn't do it. For, if, for the Pelicans, I would definitely not want Looney. I would want Pascal uh, instead, you know? Like, no, no, Wiggins and Looney are just looked as basically salary ballast, right? You want the number two in the your, future pick. Minnie's future I, I, pick. Those are the no, I don't think. Do with, what are you going to do with Looney in your – No, no, don't I, look at the players. The two chips are the number two pick and Minnie's 2021. <laughs> That's There's basically so your picks. What I don't like all these picks. They it's all about picks. the future. I told you this is just my crazy thought. It's like I want to push your reset button. That's just what I threw out there. That's all. Oh, so many picks. I'm gonna say my buddy healed option was better than that. All right. Anyways, I'm the one that's being fun tonight. You guys are hating. Because right. <laughs> the whole po- oh, whatever. Right, we so- do realistic, but then we do far fetch. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yours was fucking. That was more than far fetched. You know, that was Fletcher level. <laughs> that was you've been hitting Fletcher the edibles level. with Kevin level, man. <laughs> Kevin wouldn't come up with that. No, I Kevin think, would not. Because <laughs> Kevin, I think it's still my buddy healed one because he he dropped out uh, of the call. But 
ahead Wiggins going to the Kings with a future first lottery protected first from us, and we get Buddy Healed and the and the number two. See, that would be interesting, just in the fact that we expect Sacramento to be dumb. Um, <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing: here's the thing. When you look at Sacramento, Sacramento, even like even if they're Sacramento, you know, is moving healed. They still have Bogdanovich and they still have Belita um, right. as shooting guys around Wiggins. So that, I mean, that roster construction makes more sense. And Barnes, Barnes is a decent shooter, and and you would think Bagley would move still, to the five. That's a lot of bigs. You still got Giles. You still got. I mean, that's that's a. Oh, Harry Giles is gone. He's See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that was Lynn. So all they have is, uh, I mean, they have Rashawn Holmes. You would think that Bagley yeah. and Holmes are your centers, and then you know you'd have wiggins and and barnes in the front line and bogdanovich and fox in the backcourt i think that's a pretty good solid starting five what about belitza yeah he would be another he's a stretch four six man stretch four so but no that i mean giles they declined his option oh that's right so yeah um, and then i think len is uh unrestricted yeah do you uh, i mean my thing is just the buddy part it's like I love Buddy, but he does. He's. It's like getting a lesser Drew. Like well, he's I mean, a better he's shooter. Face the floor for you. He's one of the best shooters in the league. I'm just saying. Yeah, but, it's like, but he doesn't handle the ball. He doesn't make you better defensively. And the thing that the thing about Lonzo, if, if Stan wants to put Lonzo off ball in the half court as more of a catch and shooter, then you need somebody who can handle the basketball in return. Yeah, and it can't be just bi. And at yeah. six four, it's like it just it, no more six fours. I mean, no more six fours. <laughs> no, I feel right. I just didn't. I just would rather have Buddy than Wiggins. So that was my thought. Like, wh- who has a salary that's that um, can get that is on the trading block that we could get possibly for Wiggins? Uh, because I'd you rather know, Buddy Heels fight with Luke Walt. Man, he and Stan Van Gundy would definitely get into it. No, I see what you're saying, but um, yeah, I, I'm with Grub on that. I don't think that. Yes, you want shooting around Zion um, and and Ingram, but you want defense first. Like yeah, I'm going to yeah. prioritize defense first. Yeah, rebounding and, and defense are such keys, man. But I was trusting the Stan Van Gundy school for wayward defenders to fix <laughs> a little bit. That was such a great line, by the way, Grub. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I still want to see the shirt design. I want to see that because that's going to be. Yeah, great. I need to get to that team, but um, you know, I've been super busy. So, okay, did any, any any of the deals move someone in a better direction with the Heat? Do you feel like the Heat are up or down? Do you think Golden State would you you know? Do you think uh, that's a reasonable partner? Do they move in there? Did anyone have it shift in the tier? of their mind of teams, trade partners. Uh, Fish will let you go first on this one. I mean, Miami to me is still just a matter of, is Tyler Hero on the table? If he is, Miami becomes a very good trade partner um, because like we were talking about Buddy Heald, Hero also a shooter, but he's already shown some chops defensively and he was doing a, a pretty solid job as a creator. Um, I, I like overlook his fit. rebounding. I loved his rebounding, man. Ooh. Yeah. So I mean, he contri- he contributes in multiple ways. He's not just a shooter. He's not 
super one dimensional in that manner. Um, so if heroes on the table, then the Miami trade is is high on the list. It's just a matter of if he's going to be on the table or not. Golden State, I think, is the most interesting because it's it's a matter of which direction Golden State wants to go because some combination of two and Wiggins, Drew, and 13 sounds like it makes sense. It makes sense to nonpartisan observers to some degree like Zach Lowe. Um, so that one makes a lot of sense. And then there's there's really – there's the Wiggins question on that one. And then there's is there somebody you love at two or is there somebody else in the league who loves somebody at two so you can – get you know a, a a decent haul um moving back but still getting the guy that you want in the draft um it along with wiggins for drew holiday i i, I feel like golden state is a very possible one a, a very possible trade partner in terms of a trade that might actually re- realistically be discussed mm-hmm. um whereas some of the other trades that we talk about are more us just trying to find roster pieces that make sense. So um, I, I, I mean, Miami, it's the Tyler hero question and then golden state. It's how much do they want to push the chips in right now? Because drew holiday has a very good chance of being one of, if not the best right now player who changes, who changes teams between now and, and December 1st. I mean, it's not that far away. Kevin, um, which do you think would be a more likely partner at this point, considering all the things we've discussed? Would Miami be a more likely destination uh, or Golden State and why? Uh, Golden State, for sure, for me, is more likely because I think Drew Holiday fits there better. Um, he fill, he answers some questions for them, um, fills some holes, fills some needs. Um, then, then, you know, we know that the Pelicans want to move up in the draft. We've heard that. So this solves that problem for them. And it gives them a player that you can, you know, in Wiggins that they can either move for something else or that will fill a role for them. Um, and, and then for Miami, that deal to me, that requires Pat Riley being dumb and being outsmarted, which I don't see that happening because I don't see how Drew Holiday improves that team because like, Grub, like you said, him and Butler are very similar. They need a, a real point guard. They need shooting, and they would be giving up a young player on a cheap contract that is that provides the things that they need for another guy that's redundant on their roster. As great as Drew is, he just a, he, that's just to me the worst fit for them. And they have other options out there that can get that they can add to their roster without sacrificing you know, quality young players that are already there. So I really don't see the Miami deal happening, um, but I'd see, I could definitely see the Warriors deal happening. And it's not my favorite deal, but I, I, I'd i be satisfied with it. I think it's good. And I think Fish missed, missed this is I was saying that possibly we could hang on to 13 by giving them Jackson Hayes. I'm sure you're into that idea. Oh my goodness. Sign me up. <laughs> Ollie. Um, which, you know, after now uh, hearing all the sides, which do you think is the more likely and which do you think is the better? One that's better is definitely a hero going with Golden State. But uh, the one more likely, I feel like, is probably the Warriors. Because if Hero's been in the rumors for a year, and, of course, his stock went up immensely, 
you got to think that he's if he was already off the table, boy, he, he he's not even going to get mentioned by Pat Riley. Right. So, yeah, more likely than would obviously have to be the Warriors. All right. So I think that should uh, do it for this one. Um, we'll have another one for you coming up very soon um, where we take two more sides with two more pre- presentations um, in this series of eight. So until the next one for Kevin Barrios, David Fisher, and Ali Cosell, I am David Grubb. And let's go, Pell. listening to the bird calls on the armchair all-american network if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today